0: To disappoint you but it's your girl tam and i'm here and diva is out doing diva things and she left me and Chope in charge of the show this week which she might regret and never let us do again but we the fuck here y'all okay it's 2018 i think this is our first recording for the new year
1: is it show definitely is uh so welcome okay to 2018 Post. glad we made yes. it yes
0: so I'm here with, she already said who, I already said who it was, but I'm here with.
1: <laughs> hey guys, it is Treble, Trevor Belmont's baby mom, Chopin, you know who it is.
0: Yes, and so we're here and we're going to bring all the things that are great and not so great about anime on Outlaw Bars. Um, yeah, so you know, we're going to get the show popping. Um, what we didn't do before 2017 ended was talk about our favorite things that we watched last year. And so, while we have some time, while we have some freedom, you know, before <laughs> mom comes back and basically before, grounds before, us. <laughs> right. And yells at us for like being a mess. Uh, Shopee and I decided like we just going to talk about what we really enjoyed watching in 2017. Um Probably you've heard us talk a lot about this in the recommendation section, Um, but it doesn't matter because we grown and we do what we want and maybe you forgot, maybe you need some reminders, maybe you need some fresh things to put on your list for 2018. So we're going to get this ball rolling. Shopa, you want to start?
1: First of all, I want to say, hey guys, welcome to 2018 and LOL, uh, we definitely get grounded when this is over, but... You know, just like a secret house party, I'm so glad that you guys are here with us right now. Um, Don't call the cops on us, but when the party does get busted, at least we can say we had a really good time. Um, So I was talking to Tam offline about how my tastes in 2017 have changed. I never really used to be into, like, sappy, emotional anime. But as I got older, turns out I'm a sappy bitch. Who knew? (laughs) Um, Who knew that I... Like Tam, shut show up. Chope Shut up. is an emotional is an emotional thug, guys, okay? First <laughs> like, of all, no one is gonna believe you, okay? <laughs> Tatiana, edit uh, that out, okay? It doesn't like nobody
0: heard that. is <laughs> um, an emotional thug, and stay trying to have me watch animes that will make me cry. And I'm like, why would I do that to myself? It's true. Bye. I am
1: definitely like I am an, <laughs> like why? I'm an emotional thug. Like I be getting deep in my feelings. Um just like watching shit, like like legitimately crying, just being like, this is like a human story. And I'm also going through like what you're going through, like just like shit like that all the time. Um, and I went from being really obsessed with like fight scenes and like maybe stuff that's a little bit darker. Like the year before, things like Claymore or Seraph of the End. Shit that's great, <clears throat> but is not that soft. Transitioning into my very favorite anime of last year is Ancient Magus's Bride. It came in at the end, and it took the top spot. I'm, like, I watched a lot of good shit last year, but there is something about the story construction, how beautiful um, it is, like, in its creation. Uh, something akin to the Ancient Mag- Magus' Bride that's not a show was Wolf Children. You know, uh, like... Oh, I God. Made, oh, right, my God. Oh, I made my Tim God. Watch Wolf Children had
0: me... And I
1: made the mistake of watching it at work. (laughs) I still remember. She like (laughs) G-chatted me. She was crying her eyes out. Cry like a bitch
0: at my cubicle, y'all. It really like fucked me up. It's so good. You should definitely watch it. But yes, that shit had me like, I had to go in the bathroom and compose myself at work. It was pretty
1: embarrassing. Yeah. The fact that I willingly engage in anime that makes me feel like that, like I know that that is how I'm going to feel, but it's like cathartic and it's beautiful and like, Life is tough, and sometimes you just want to see a really beautiful story play out. That's the ancient Megas's bride for me. And it's dark. Like, it's not like it is all, it's not like all Kawaii. Like, there's a problem with that necessarily, but that's not what the show is. Like, you literally have an actual monster who is trying to almost tamp down his natural, ferocious instincts to form a connection with a child who has been discarded like what's not to love about that and like there's like a cat king who like you know like there's like a nigga who turns people into chimeras like the shit is lit like you you get all of the elements at once without the heart palpitations and tears of attack on titan like it's just (laughs) it's just a different shit altogether so that was that's first that's my first favorite uh of 2017 what about you tam next up
0: um i was gonna say juni tyson but i feel like for the past three episodes i've been raving about juni tyson so i'm not gonna say Junie tyson it still counts it's your um, but faith if, it's just so okay you know why let me let me say this Junie tyson gets knocked down because the ending pissed me off and if you watch juni tyson and you watched you know, you got to the last episode, you you understand what I mean. Like you go through so much and then the ending was just kind of like, okay, that's how we wrapping it up. Um, so I'm going to knock that down. And another late favorite that came in was Kino's Journey. I still need to and watch it. Kino's Journey is is slice of life. And I'm not a slice of life anime person. You all know I'm really into the dark stuff. And that's also something that has changed for me and that changed for me rather in 2017, because I really, I think previously was watching a lot of, um, fantasy, um, action-based anime. And then this year I really got into the more darker stuff. I think previous to this year, probably the darkest thing that I've, watched before was maybe psychopaths because you know if you see psychopaths you know psychopaths gets very dark Ooh, oh, shit. shit it's <laughs> <laughs> psychopaths gets very dark but previous to that like i just watched i like action you know i like good fight scenes um but kino's life was a really nice slice-of-life kind of anime with just enough action to keep you engaged. And there was one episode that I will admit made me cry if you watched it. I would like you to guess what episode that was and at me on the Twitter. Um, But Kino's Journey was definitely um, one of my top favorite uh, 2017 animes that, like um, Agent Magus's Bride, came in at the end but, like,
1: really blew me away. Like... The fact that like Tam has mentioned Kino's journey to me like several times because Cam is not, Tam is not one to repeat herself. So she may like mention it like once or twice, but Kino's journey along with Judy Tyson keep coming up. And because it is like so like, you know, I'm all about young girls being about that life, you know, like a little bit of thug life with that shit. So Kino's journey is definitely like on my list of stuff.
0: But what's, what what's wild about Kino's journey is that I didn't realize like Kino was a girl until like five episodes in.
1: I didn't so. know until you told me. I thought I was a little boy. Like when we watched yeah. the little uh, preview at Anime NYC, shout out to them. I was like, oh, he's so cute. He is <laughs> so, <cute>. so adorable. <laughs> and he has a
0: gun and his, his motorcycle talks. It's about to be lit. And then you find out that Kino's a girl. You're like, oh, shit, this just makes it even better. Shout out to you, Kino. Even
1: more lit. Okay, so the next one on my list, Tam also shares it. it, is Attack on Titan Season 2. Now, if you haven't, like, so I'm just going to tell y'all now, if you haven't seen it, there's going to be spoilers in this shit, okay? You have had six months to get caught up, friends. We've been talking about this shit since two years ago, waiting on it. So welcome to 2018, mofos. If you haven't seen it, just pause the shit right now. But for all of you who or, are baptized... Or skip ahead. Just yeah, skip yeah. ahead until we stop talking about it. Both both of those work. But Attack on Titan Season 2 was more than I could have ever wished for. Like, it's truly. Agreed. More than I... And all of you who read the manga are going to be like, Chopei, Tim, why don't you read the manga? Listen, friend. Fuck off. You <laughs> should,
0: should know by now what I'm
1: going to say. Fuck off. The fact okay? that... Thanks. The fact that... I refrain from cursing at you, but Tam did. I want everyone to note this, okay? Because what I wanted to tell you was get fucked, but she she beat me to it, okay? <laughs> Just, <laughs> she it's she, not happening. She caught me ahead of time, but like it was. It's, it's not happening. Like I still remember how I felt when those Titans started running, and I don't know. Young, I I remember not. So
0: it was first. It was the running, and then the bitches started talking, and then I was like, you know what? y'all 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 made this weight worthwhile because it was y'all were really getting the side eye for the long ass weight and they like they took it to another level. The animation was better. Like everything was just crisper and cleaner. The story was like the fact that it picked up right where we ended in season one. Like they didn't, you know, sometimes they like in animes, they give you like six months, Mm-mm. a year. No, they picked up like right after the last stuff ended, which I loved. And also forced me to go back and watch like the last two episodes of season one. You know what I mean? Just to kind of jog my memory to so, because it, honestly, it's been two years. I didn't I didn't rewatch uh, Attack on Titan season one. One watch for that was enough. Like season one was like really stressful, but to have it just be like it really blew. A lot of my expectations out of the water. I was so pleased with how they handled season two. And I'm looking, because you know what's coming this year. We don't got to wait two years, y'all. It's coming back really soon. So I'm super excited again for season three. And my expectations are still high just because
1: of how well they did season two. And like, there's something to be like, everyone watches anime for different reasons. But we all enjoy a good, well-thought-out story, okay? And y'all know if you listen to any of my recommendations that this bitch lives for a goddamn plot twist, okay? And this was the twistiest fucking plot twist I have ever... And to this day, I will tell you that it shakes you because with Attack on Titan, you're in a hellscape, okay? If you're lucky, you get eaten alive by a Titan. You get swallowed whole. (laughs) If you're unlucky, you get chomped in half. If you're super unlucky, you get drafted to be a goddamn child soldier. Like, that is what your life looks like in this, like, this godless hellscape, okay? So your entire time, the only semblance of safety that you have inside these walls that, spoiler alert, bitches, is actually the walls are goddamn filled with titans. But, like, at least you're safe in there because if you see a titan... You could probably outrun it. You could cut it in the back of the neck to disarm it. Whatever. Season two, they're like, "Hey, guess what, guys? That 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 little bit of comfort, that little bit of protection, that little bit of safety that you held, goddamn, it's not real, bitch." Okay,
0: <laughs> we're we're gonna fuck it up. All- we're just gonna continue to be a mind fuck.
1: I swear to you, when I saw those Titans sprinting, I felt like they were sprinting towards me, <laughs> y'all. I felt like they Can were- Can coming... you imagine
0: watching this shit in 3D? Like, I would have a heart attack.
1: <clears throat> no, just, it would just, it would be a wrap, guys. Like, I felt like those bitches were, were coming towards me in my apartment. Like, I was about to get swooped up, like- there is there's a level of psychological warfare that you don't see in a lot of anime. Like the only anime that has ever come close to this kind of mind fuck for me was Psychopaths. Like to you know, to get to that level where you're just like, we've really just been toying around with you this whole time. We could have just, you know, Spider-Man our way up because we can run really fast. We're actually very thoughtful. We can talk and shit. We've been playing with you this whole time. Not to talk of the fact that like Bernhardt and Rainier were moles this whole time. Yo, the like betrayal.
0: The betrayal. And like everybody was still in denial about the betrayal. And then it just, oh God.
1: It so really do be, feelings. it be your own niggas. Like when we talk about how it be your own niggas, that was the, that is like the, just if there was like a meme dictionary or something. And you put, it be your sorry. own. No problem. Lily, chill out. Be year to your mom. <laughs> Lily's trying to like
0: attack me while we record and I'm not here for it. You
1: could put that picture of Rayner and Bernholt <laughs> inside, like underneath it be your own niggas. Because that's really what it was. Like when you think your heart can't be broken anymore. Like they're just like, but wait, there's more. Like a fucking infomercial or some shit. Um, it was, it was a rough, like it was a rough ride attack on titan season two that was woo, it was a rough ride and like truly yeah, i can't wait for it to come I, back like that's how that's the kind of maniac that we are that we're just like this was terrible can't wait for some more
0: speaking of which because the people that did that do attack on titan i'm still waiting for season two of Cabinary of the iron fortress but whatever Bitch,
1: you know i've been waiting like I w- i've been waiting for season two since season one and also i learned that because they're from the same house they may push back cabin of the iron fortress because all the focus is on attack on titan because the lord only gives with one hand he doesn't give with two and hands with both
0: yeah it's a it's a sick sad world we live in another favorite of mine in 2017 was magical girl raisin project and yes. shout out to show for putting me d to that one You're welcome. um you know i love a murderous magical girl Mm-mm. I just love when these, I love when these bitches just turn on each other and start killing one another. However, the main character was not as annoying as Madoka Magica.
1: Woo! Y'all know how I feel about her. It'd be tough for any... Like, there's... a I can only think of a handful of bitches that are more annoying than Madoka. Like, really, a literal handful. The the, the the girl from Little Witch Academia. Akko, definitely. Oh, side note. I have a very... Like, somebody tried to call me a bitch because of what I said about <laughs> Akko. What? Like, literally, somebody was in my Twitter mentions calling me a name. Y'all, like, three weeks after our live tweet. And I literally... <laughs> They were just like, fuck you, Akil gang, or whatever the, like, whatever the fuck. And I swear that's, to you.
0: You know what's sad? Like, that's the hill you want to die on. Okay,
1: see? Okay. That, that's why Tam is my bae, because I literally responded, and I was just like, I was going to say, examine your life. But you know what? You're a stand for Little Witch Academia, so obviously your life is irredeemable. It is a mess. Right, best. Like,
0: of, okay? like of all the animes that you're going to go hard for it's language like, academia. I mean, I guess.
1: An I old guess. tweet from, from um, 21 days ago, a fortnight ago. Okay, that's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is everything okay at home? Like, that's what no, I want to know. Obviously, it's like, not. <laughs> is everything okay at home? Anyway, magical girl raising project. It's excellent murderous magical girls which we learned at anime nyc is under the category of warrior magical
1: girls yes they're not just girls who do magic like they have a purpose they have weapons like they are trying to accomplish something they're not just simply imbued
0: with magic what i loved about magical girl reason project was that boys could be magical girls too which i liked a lot that was was cute as shit yes It was inclusive. Everybody, if you are a boy or a male and you wanted to be a magical girl, there was no shame in that. You, too, could be a magical girl. And I thought that was really lovely. Um, And I also liked how the main character, y'all know I don't know anybody's names. Forgive me. This is probably not going to change in 2018. But the main character really bossed up at the end. Right, like she really got her shit together and was like determined to become stronger. Um, I think her magical girl was Snow White. I do remember that, um, Snow White, and I liked the evolution of her character um, throughout the show. So definitely loved Magical Girl Raising Project.
1: Yes, like you guys. I know that in some there might be some genres that you don't like, like the magical girl genre. But like, be open minded because I found magical girl raising project on accident, and it turned out to be perfect for Tam. But given our history, why the fuck would I even give a shit? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, truly, like, why would I care? Like, and to buttress that, <clears throat> daybreak illusion, also murderous magical girls, not nearly as dark as magical girl raising project is this the one with the the tarot cards yes okay yes uh not as dark as magical girl raising project but i mean a bitch definitely gets murdered in the very first episode so it's not it's not for play play um as a show goes and i liked i liked that there were so many stories that were going on concurrently and i just thought it was cute that it was based off the tarot like it was just adorable and you have you know as the story unfolds you have certain girls who like boss up but they like all come together and there are several plot twists like you think a bitch is dead but she's not really dead it was a lot um definitely very enjoyable and a departure from the shit that i usually watch so i would put daybreak illusion on my list of it's like a surprise fave from 2017 because i could actually okay. stomach it unlike magical girl raising projects <laughs> Magical Girl Releasing
0: Project, I was like, yes, kill, kill, die. Because I watch, I mean, guys, just apart from anime, like, half the time when I'm not watching anime, I'm watching, like, shit like Black Mirror and, like, crime dramas and the ID channel. I listen to a lot of true crime. So all of this stuff is in my realm of, you know. Of the, it's not far from like what I probably would be watching if I wasn't watching um, anime. But on to the next one. Uh, This is the one that Chopin and I share, which we just finished watching on Outlaw Views, gang, um, which was Fate
1: Apocrypha. Gang, 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 gang. Like Fate Apocrypha for life, bitch. So
0: much better than the second Fate. It Was it Fate
1: Stay... Night? Unlimited, No, Unlimited Blade Works.
0: Okay, so it was much better than um, Fate Unlimited Blade Works for the simple fact that I feel like Fate Unlimited Blade Works had potential had they not put that weird love thing in there between Saber and her master. I, that really pissed me off and that threw me off. And um, that tension between him and... And the girl from the other family of mages just it was a lot, but of Procrypha was so well done the action- the action scenes alone I was like bitch like my I was hyped um also young money cash money mage association i you know I like how. As time went on, I started to feel for them more, but also you have Necromancer Uncle Dude who like even though he's basically a
1: one-man show, I still want him to win as well. Yeah, it's wild. Like the <clears throat> the fact that they took a property that was already very beloved. Like Fate Stay Night is basically perfect, <laughs> you know, just like as a series. To take it and to somehow elevate something excellent shows a commitment that is admirable in media. You know, especially when people keep trying to like remix things as opposed to improving upon or creating something new. Um, I don't know how I could love Saber more, but bitch, here we are, okay? Uh, they somehow made Vlad the Impaler a sympathetic, um, a sympathetic character. That's magical. Uh, like that alone... Like really blew me because you 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 take someone who on their face looks like just like a senseless monster, and if you if you were with Outlaw Views with us, you should have finished it. But at the end, to have someone who did not want that part of his identity to to inform him or to control him, and I'm really watching like, damn, Darnick, you really are a piece of shit. He said he didn't want to use his noble phantasm like. He's trying to be like, he literally is trying to be noble by not using his phantasm. And then you have this guy who's literally willing to win at all costs. This nigga's willing to turn himself into a crazy undead super vampire monster. For what? Just for the Just cause.
0: Like- Just, just cause. And then he's been living off of the souls for like- x hundred of years so he's like he's just a piece of shit um i also really what i liked about fate apocrypha too was the way that the um servants were a lot more independent thinking Uh, and the way and the bond between the servants and the masters minus fat bastard because you already know Get Uncle Fat Bastard out of here. But I really liked the bond between the servants and their masters. I also liked how at the end, you had Young Money Cash Money and the other team forming an alliance because they're like, oh, this shit is about to get real bad. Like, this is about to be, like, super ugly for everybody. Like, it's so bad that the opposing teams had to come together. And we like, yeah, we got to get, get my dude out of here.
1: Because it's, it's going to be no- like yeah. Imagine if they turned like let's say one of the archers into a vampire. Like, can you imagine? Good lord. Like no. Like the the stakes were like too fucking high, and I just like I appreciated like I also like in previous episodes I said the servants are were independent entities who were yep. actually they were better teams than in the past. Like in the the very first season, the Fates Day one. The servants were independent, but almost to the detriment of their masters. You know, like there were some... And and the pairings were really awkward. Yes. Like, I think in one It wasn't
0: bad. It wasn't bad, but just because I, I don't think it was as purposeful and organized as Fate Apocrypha was.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Like, the fact that Lancer had... Like, the Lancer in the very first series, the one who was fighting... Uh, because like he was in love and like, he wasn't able to be with the person that he loved. Mm -hmm. He, he didn't even really admit that to his master. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have that kind of relationship. Um, and some of the other servants were used as tools. One of the casters basically used their master as like a pawn. So the caster was now the master. Like it's, it was a bunch of, it was like upside down bizarro world, um, but, you know, like, it was, it was so strange, but in this context, it was very much a master servant, but they were, they were more a team, like, like, for even, like, right. um, Frankenstein and the dude with the glasses, so cute, uh, Astolfo, even though his master was, like, the worst, but, like... A weird sadist. Look, lady, we all have things, okay, but this is not but the it place was, for that. yeah, but, it was just fucking weird. Like, sis, like you are so rich you could just pull a nigga from town to do you know your weirdo sex you know stuff with you don't have to like cap you don't have to capture a fucking you know like a knight of you know you don't have to capture who astolfo was for that like that was not necessary and i'm
0: still confused about jack the ripper and why that baby didn't have on any panties
1: is her mom the master like that also was weird
0: yeah yeah her mom is the master and i think from what i read on um wikipedia or somewhere that i think her mom is a sex worker
1: mm, okay turn up all right all right
0: yeah but i also could be making that up so don't quote me on that that's
1: fair okay but yeah that <laughs> fan apocrypha like we stand uh you know we've decided to stand forever also, thank you for those of us who tuned in to
0: Fate Grand Order with us recently. Trash. We apologize for, for we, we apologize for Fate Grand Order. Uh, None of us knew what yeah, was going on. Yeah, that's all I want to say like, about that. I had no idea going it was, into it. They really tried to tie the... They tried so hard to tie the Holy Grail into it, and I just really, I don't know. I still really am not really clear on what's going on. I'm sure if Mama Diva was here, she'd be like, if you played the game, and you know what? I'm not playing the game. We will never play play the game. You know what games... You know the only game I, I play? play is niggas. these niggas. Oh. Hello, right. <laughs> okay. Niggas. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, but first, niggas dudes. No, JK. Um I play Wordscapes. Um, That's what I play JK-ing on my phone. Though, I'm so not JK though. No, Chope is not JK. I I'm kind of JKing. But um what's next on your list, Chope?
1: Uh so this one is a shared one for the both of us, Castlevania. Yes, lord. Uh Shout out to everyone who watched it because of my recommendation. What's up? Uh, but it is just so goddamn good. And it was so I went good. In,
0: and it it, I, it blew me away. Like, I went
1: in with no expectations and it blew same. me away. And I was so impressed. First of all, you can't, tr- you can't, just like you can't eat just anybody's food, you can't watch just anybody's anime. And as I said that, I just remembered another one that was terrible that I'm going to put on my worst list. But you can't just let anybody do anime for you. And Castlevania, I was nervous because I started hearing all these British accents and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, Right. But it was really good from the jump. Like, they hit the ground running. And y'all know, I love, like, somebody... I love a vengeful, like, you know, someone who's willing to be vengeful for their bae. And they just got the party started very early, like, he was willing to eradicate a whole country for his long lost love. I'm like, yes, destroy those villagers, okay? They took their your woman from you. Kill them. Kill them dead. Yeah, uh, I was like, ooh, I'm here for you.
0: I'm here for your anger. I wish that, like, if my bae, like, if something happened to me, that my bae would do the same. He absolutely it's would. Only right. <laughs> also, I want to, you know, I am su- uh, sub nation when it comes to my anime. I'm very not into. It's not that I don't want, like, I wouldn't watch a dub. It's just that I am never really impressed by the English voice speaking actors. It's just, there is just, I don't know what it is. And maybe I just haven't found the right one to watch in English other than Castlevania, but Castlevania was in English only. But there is, I just, I can't. I can't. And so I just, I'm getting like mad thinking about it. But the voice actors, on Castlevania were so good. that, And that was like a big thing for me, was was making, you know, seeing that the the voice actors were good, it was of quality, it wasn't like weird, it just didn't, because sometimes I just feel like when you watch um, an, a dubbed anime, it just, and you, especially if it's something you've already seen in Japanese, the expression is just not, there's just something missing. And I felt like with Castlevania, everything was just, super on point the animation was bomb the action was bomb the jokes were good Um, it had it was it was enough campiness where it like it kind of didn't feel so dark but it wasn't corny no not if even if that makes sense
1: it, there's, a, there's a part of anime where really good anime are able to balance dark and light because anime is supposed to be a reflection of like our human experiences in a certain extent so just like how life can be great and shitty, you should be able to put both of those together. Um Helsing actually did a good job of that, even though it was very I was about dark to say scary. that. It like I was about to say Helsing does a really good job of that. Like about including those. So with Castlevania, you have and the way it unfolded was also really good, where you have all of these parallels, you have the the wickedness of uh you know, religious bodies, not that religion in itself is wicked, but you have people who manipulate um, their power to harm others. And then they end up getting their comeuppance in the most delicious, literally bone crushing way. What's not to fucking love about something like that? About, you know.
0: I, I still, I still can't get over when the demon said that, like, God really don't care about you, sir. Hello. Like he, God is not in this place.
1: I laughed so hard. Because old churchy people talk about how God isn't in something, but can you, like, you really have, you have a good four seconds to review your life when you were standing inside a church, talking to a winged demon, (laughs) telling the demon some shit, and the demon's like, all right, that's really cute, but shut the fuck up, because God doesn't even know that I'm here, okay? (laughs) He doesn't know that you're here either. He says that you and I are friends, so I'm about to, you know, I'm about to crush your skull and eat all your brain juices, and, you know, that's just the end of that. Like, it is... Like, there were there were literally levels to the shit. And for people who think that, like, cartoons are silly or anime is not, like, a worthwhile um, form of media, I would challenge them to watch Castlevania and tell me that this doesn't have the same level of drama and feeling in any other kind of shit that you like to watch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it exists in, like, various other planes. So, I castlevania a million heart eye emojis a million stars i can't wait for them to bring it back and to stop playing with my fucking emotions
0: yes um next on my list um is drifters Mm -hmm. yes Uh, (laughs) drifters was so good and for a really long time this i thought this was gonna be my top anime of 2017 like that's how much i fucked with drifters um it had a lot of things that i liked one being i love a period piece so i love that they had a lot of historical japanese um figures in it um you had ninjas you had um Shogun Warriors, that kind of thing. And then you have this weird time travel aspect because, you know, time travel. Japanese (laughs) people love putting time travel in some anime and fucking with you. Um, And just... It was dark, but it also, again, did that thing that um, Castlevania did where it balanced the darkness with the light. There was really good action in it. And, like, this the development of the characters as the series went along was really dope. So if you haven't watched Drifters, it's on Crunchy. I highly, highly recommend it because I was talking about it for a really long time last year, guys. So I'm just saying catch up. Catch up.
1: Catch up. Like... Guys, I know you listen because we're, like, really smart, but, like, we have dope recommendations. Like, whatever you're into, we have something for you. Is Drifters the No, Terraform Mars, that's the one with the roaches.
0: Yeah, no, I would not recommend that to anyone because that after that, especially, I might revisit it this year. I don't know. But especially after that one clip that we saw at Anime NYC with the roach, Ripping the
1: man, and you saw his spine
0: coming apart. I was just like, okay,
1: all right. So mm-hmm. I am very wise. As soon as they told me the name <laughs> of, closed her of eyes. the show, <laughs> I closed both of my eyeballs like a young person, like a ute who is, you know, averting their eyes during a sex scene. I just clamped my eyeballs shut. And you know what? I was rewarded because not even 45 seconds in, literally the entire room is like, <gasps> Just collective niggas all inhaling at the same time, and then when I finally do, Diva and I were like, "What the fuck is this?" Yes, (laughs) just a chorus of, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" Just all around me, and I was just like, "Yes, that's wisdom. I am so wise." (laughs) I actually don't need any of that kind of wickedness in my life, so it's a hard pass. So yeah, Drifters seems like really great. So definitely. we are really giving you guys the keys. Like, if you somehow missed all of this shit in twenty seventeen, please get your life together. You should. You should be
0: it. taking notes. Like, <laughs> why aren't you taking notes? Like, you should be taking notes.
1: Because spring, spring is gonna come, and like God willing, all the shit that we really love is going to come back again. So you don't want to be caught slipping. Like, you want to be ready. Um, <clears throat> my last fave is not really new to twenty seventeen, but they gave it all, gave it all to us in twenty seventeen, and that was Berserk. Now, I'm gonna put an asterisk, like a big, a big qualification on that. Arc three was horrific, and not horrific because of the con- not because it was poorly done, but like I have had these private conversations with Tam. I am tired of violence against women being used as a crutch or being used as a plot point um, in Agreed. all in all media. It's happened in some of my favorite shows ever, like. 90210 uh like they, like there's always like a a sexual assault arc it seems like that they use to move along the plots in some way. They fucking did it on Scandal, I think. Yes, they did. That's around the time when I stopped watching Scandal. It's all over the place. It was not necessary in Berserk. Like literally,
0: yeah. And it
1: muddied the water so much that I got confused that I didn't understand what was going on. Like it changed the trajectory yeah. of the show in a way that made me felt like I was watching something completely different.
0: Yeah, because you know what the first arc, okay, this is and th- this is how they get you right. It's like they kind of eased you into the bullshit, right? Because the first arc is it was violent, but it was um battle scene violence, right? And it was just more graphic battle scene violence, which I can deal with. The story was still really good. Second arc. Okay, oh, hmm. you know what I mean. Like you're like, okay, this is we getting into a little bit much, but I'm I'm still with you, right? I'm I'm still here. I still fuck with the vision. Third arc, those last like thirty minutes, I was just like, I, I think I have said it on here. I physically felt myself getting sick, and I have never had that experience. Um, and you know, all that being said, I am watching the berserk. <laughs> series because
1: she's um, a mess
0: that's why y'all but let me say like the berserk series is really good the animation is crap i don't I'm, i don't care for the animation too much but the series itself is actually pretty good um it's still violent and it's it's still pretty ah, gory i don't think that there's as much violence i would say towards women in in the anime series as in the movies i just don't know why they changed the animation style because it's just it looks cheap but all that being said berserk was really good in the sense that if you like a darker anime and you don't mind a bit of graphic violence that is is up your alley um someone did mention to me on Twitter because a new anime that came out this year that everyone has been talking about on Netflix is Devilman Crybaby and Devilman Crybaby like I don't know if I'm just desensitized or just like I'm just so scarred from Berserk that I still was kind of like what the fuck but I, I wasn't as like thrown off when I saw the kind of graphic content in there and I think someone had I forgot who it was forgive me but they had mentioned that Devilman Crybaby actually influenced the kind of graphic scenes that we see in Berserk which I can totally see um because Devilman Crybaby is fucked up like and, and, and as always, everyone says, girl, the manga much worse. Well, thank God I'm not reading the manga. Okay. Yep.
1: Thank God I'm not doing that. Y'all got to keep that because... the manga, whatever, like just whatever the manga <laughs> is, just <laughs> hold it. It doesn't matter what the manga is. Cause we will literally never see it. Okay. So like, don't, yeah. don't worry. Don't worry us with whatever the manga is, but like berserk was really my shit. Because you guys know, I really love seeing chosen families depicted in anime. It was what I really yes. enjoyed in Magi. Like you have uh, Morgiana, you have Alibaba, you have these people who choose the pe- you know, who choose their family in a way that um, I bound myself to you not out of obligation, but because um, I care about you or whatever. You saw that in Berserk. You saw all of these people who decided to tie themselves to Griffin's dream. Um, sure, Casca was saved by griffin but at one point he told her to pick up her own sword and to defend herself which i think is a really beautiful thing that you know i could go on and on with uh anime that have a similar kind of story like cabin of the iron fortress does the same thing that was so great to see that was what i loved seeing in berserk and then to hit arc three and to have this person to to like (laughs) chow lord it was heartbreaking you have all of these people who essentially poured themselves into the like poured themselves into another person to support someone else's dream only for that person only to
0: be be, to betray them and fucking like slaughter everybody and then scar poor casca to the point that she is essentially like she's gone she is a shell of her former self um like she is what i would call like low functioning disabled okay she can't speak she's traumatized men frighten her she is essentially very childlike and it's something that is um carried over into the anime series and like just to see how Casca is now when you know how she was in the like the first two and a half arcs right because she wasn't like that um for all of arc three but just to see like this powerful woman have her humanity have her dignity and her power stripped away for this white-haired bitch
1: versus and like griffin didn't just abandon them he like that wasn't his sacrifice he literally let them all get fucking devoured okay <laughs> like it's it would be it would still be despicable if he was like all right guys i have a new team now peace out niggas you're all on your own but he didn't even do that he did a he did he used his friends like a goddamn philosopher's stone and sacrificed all their lives in order to not even get power but to transform himself into like a horrific Nightmare version of himself, like, still, right, like even now, still, I can't wrap my mind around it, and I don't try to spend too much time understanding the motivations of villains in anime because sometimes it's it's nonsense, like somebody ate my rice ball. But in this case, I'm just like, so, the betrayal is, so was it all a lie? So was right, was what you were telling us in the first two and a half, uh, parts of the arc. Was that the lie and this demon thing is your true self or were you your true self up until this point and you had some sort of uh, break and now you're this way? Because when people do things like this, when people depart from what you assume their character is, my assumption is that the, the, the part that made me feel comfortable, that was the departure. That wasn't like all of those good feelings I had, that was not your real self. And now you are reverting right. to your real self, which is just so fucking disappointing. It is incredibly disappointing to be invested in a character that way and to have them betray everyone. And then, of course, your female, your central female character to be abused in such a specific way of a violently specific way against women to be to make the person that you're in love with watch this person that he is in love with be abused in this way. I'm like, okay, it this was is just, some-
0: Yeah, it was it was <clears> like <throat> too many levels of demented nonsense. But, you know, it was still really good. So if you haven't watched it and you're not turned off by that kind of stuff, go <laughs> ahead and watch Berserk. I mean, you know, go ahead and watch Berserk. Um, okay, I think my last one, I have like three more that I wanted to do. But okay, I'll give honorable mentions to... Garo vanishing line, um Infinity Force and um Token Rambu. those are my honorable mentions, but my I think my last favorite um watch of 2017 was The Dragon Dentist. Um The Dragon Dentist was really nice a because it it it's really short. It's 245 minute episodes. Um and it takes place in Dragon Country and you have a girl who is um a dragon dentist. And essentially what it is, is that these people have formed, um, they live on the dragon to clean their teeth. Like that is like they're symbiotic. Is that the word? Like their symbiotic relationship. Like yes. they live on the, the, they live on the dra- dragon. They have cities that are built on the dragon and they clean the dragon's teeth. Um, and then one day as she, you know, they're cleaning the dragon's teeth because dragons have like, um, I would guess our version of plaque but they're actually like live critters that live in the dragon's teeth that they have to kill um to keep the the teeth healthy um and one day while they're doing this they find a soldier boy who has been resurrected um from the inside of a dragon's tooth right because when the dragon eats people you'll find like people's belongings in the dragon's teeth and so anytime someone is resurrected from a dragon's tooth they said that's like right before a bad omen shows up and just the story and the animation and again like the music was really beautiful um it's not on crunchy or netflix you can find it on one of them sites that we should we don't mention on the show but if you google it you can find it it was just a really nice you know quick watch if you want to do something for 90 minutes. It was, it was a, it was a good watch. So I think that wraps up our 2017 faves. If you Absolutely. didn't take notes, thankfully you can listen to this again and write them down. So, you know, hopefully that if you didn't see it last year, you can now watch it in 2018. It's a fresh year, fresh anime beginnings for everybody.
1: Hallelujah. holla back. <laughs>
0: Um, so next up is the Capo's Corner, where our recommendation, Capo, Chopay, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but again, we free balling. (laughs) We are free balling, y'all. Um, gives us some recommendations on what we should be watching. Take it away, Chopay.
1: She's right. It's me, Chopay, your recommendation, Capo. And I know that I have been loafing in the past couple of weeks. Please forgive the kid. Life has been lifing. But don't worry, I got some hot fire for you this week. So I have explained to you that now the kind of anime that I like, it's a little bit emotional. It's a little bit softer, but it's still got the fire fight scenes because I mean, I like to see bitches fight. Okay, I just I enjoy it. So in case you are not up like we don't have any anime news, but like this is just an anime side note. Anime strike is gone. So if you were like me paying an extra $5 a month for anime, you don't have to do that anymore. All of the anime that was on Amazon for prime members has been absorbed into like the regular prime stuff. So the show I'm, and there's some good shit on there guys. There is like, some- there's some great shit that is free now. Very good. So the one I'm going to suggest it's called um, land of the lustrous and the easiest way to describe it is if you've ever watched steven universe you're familiar with crystal gems this is like a play on crystal gems because the characters are literally like gems (laughs) like they're actual gemstones so you have these kinds of androgynous but they present kind of as women like the way their bodies are drawn but they're androgynous just like garnet amethyst pearl right? They're gems. So it is centered on a character whose name is Phospholite, a green gem. What is Phospholite's problem? Out of all of the gems, they are one of the weakest. Like they're the most, they're like one of the most fragile. So you have like the diamond class, like those bitches are warriors. They're very strong. They don't break very easily. So currently they all live on earth. They're warriors that are meant to protect earth. Uh, But unfortunately you have some moon bitches Uh, that I think are called like the luminaires or some shit like that. Like they are, they're a moon race that comes down to earth. Their sole purpose is to steal these gems because they want to break them down and use their bodies for jewelry. That's it. That's what they want. So of course these gems are, they fight back and they can be splintered, they can be broken, but they can also be stitched back together. I've seen two episodes thus far and... I was crying like a bitch in episode one. Like, Phospholite's issue is that they're weak. They can't fight. So their master or their sensei is like, look, I can't send you into battle. So instead, your job is going to be that you're going to archive the planet. You're going to create an encyclopedia of information. So of course, Phospholite is like, fuck that shit. I don't want to do that. Like, I want to be fighting. I want to do what all of like my sisters or my friends are doing. And in episode one, you're introduced to a character whose name is Cinnabar. Uh, She's like a kind of red colored gem. But Cinnabar, unfortunately, through her breathing, she expels a kind of poison. It looks like mercury. Because when you look at the character, she looks like there are birds hovering around her, but it's poison. Everything she touches dies. If her poison touches you, it it, it affects your gem body in a way that you, they literally have to cut out or chip out that portion and any memories you had trapped in that part of your body, uh, you lose them. So of course, Cinnabar is like exile, like they're, they're ostracized, but part of it is like a self ostrac- ostracization. So this Cinnabar does night shift. And of course, these moon hoes never attack during the nighttime because I mean, I'm guessing because like, I don't know why the moon wouldn't, you know, I don't know why they wouldn't fucking do that. It doesn't matter. So you have a exchange where Phospholite meets Cinnabar and both of them feel so useless. At one point, Phospholite is like, who would have thought that I would have met somebody who has less of a use than I do? And it makes you examine how we value our own humanity because are you only valuable if you can fight? Are you only valuable if you are strong? Because there is value in being soft. Like Cinnabar has value. Um, Foss has value. How do we assign value to one another? And to have these two people who, who feel unworthy, who meet each other. Like you find out that Cinnabar is literally, loves night shift because they're hoping that the moon people come and take her away. Because she says, at least on the moon, maybe I could be of use. And she's like, but you show up one night and then they already came to take you away. So she's like, even our enemies would choose you over me, which is like heartbreaking to think about that. That is the thought process. So Land of the Lustrous, like I'm already obviously very committed, (laughs) Um, obviously very, very into it. And I'm really excited to see how, because you meet different classes. So you met Cinnabar, then you meet some of the Diamond class and it just keeps expanding. And it's it's sad and it's heartbreaking, but it's also funny because Foss is like a child, like they're like a character. Uh, so I think you guys will really, really enjoy it. So if you start watching it, uh, let me know. I appreciate all of you who have been watching The Ancient Magus' Bride and who let me know that you also love it, too. So let's watch The Land of the Lustrous, get our cry on, you know, have a good time. You always want somebody to cry. Yes.
0: Um even though the two I have two recommendations because why the hell not? Um and both of these, you know, they made a a thug shed some tears. Mm-hmm. Um the first the first one, let me tell y'all, the first one I wasn't even expecting to cry. But then like the ending was just so like powerful and beautiful that like I cried and then my boyfriend looked at me and was like, <laughs> Are you crying for real? And then laughed at me and I was just like wow. wow. It do be for your real. own niggas. It really do be your own niggas, okay? But the first one was one that couple of you had recommended on the timeline and that is inuashiki and i couldn't watch it because i canceled amazon prime because they were doing some dumb shit with their anime and i was like i'm not paying five dollars a month for it but now that we are free (laughs) now that we are free family okay the moment i saw that anime strike was no more i went and i watched inuashiki it is so good it's by the I think it's by the guy that did Gantz and actually there's a little little mention plug for Gantz in there. I think one of the characters has like a Gantz poster in his room. That's but cute. essentially you have Mr. Inuashiki who's fifty eight years old but looks like he's like eighty. His family does not respect him to the point that Mr. Yoshiki finds out he has stomach cancer and, like, can't even tell his family because, like, they just don't give a fuck about him.
1: Oh, no. Okay?
0: His only friend is his damn dog, a stray he found in the street and took home. And then one day, an alien spaceship comes down and crashes on him and another young gentleman in the park. And they realize they killed them and they're like, oh, snap, we got to put them back together. So they put them back together. They are now cyborgs, but they don't realize that they have died and are now cyborgs. So Mr. yashiki figures out that he's a cyborg and he decides to use his powers for good. So he's helping people. He, is, he realizes that he can heal. Also, he now has no more stomach cancer. Hallelujah. He can heal people. Um, he can heal people's sicknesses. The other young gentleman decides that what makes him feel alive is that he's just going to go on a murderous rampage and kill everybody. Like tag, you're it. I'm just going to go in your house and I'm going to shoot everybody. Um, so the juxtaposition between like good and evil and what makes people feel quote unquote alive is really interesting. And also how we try to redeem ourselves when we realize that we've gone too far. Um, it's just, it's really dope. If you like sci-fi, it's not too dark like i told show it's not dark where it's like gonna give you nightmares um but it's a really well done anime so that is my one recommendation also made in abyss both of these are on amazon made in abyss is so good y'all like it is it is so damn good like the animation was so fucking beautiful and the score for the show is also really good it starts off like the first two episodes you might be like damn what is Sam talking about this looks very kawaii no 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 because I believe the person's at name is Crisco Kid he recommended it to me he was like it gets dark and I was like I trust you because you always recommended me into, into the light, you know, towards the darkness. So I, I've, I'm i going to stick with it, right? You have a girl, Rico, lives on an island where it's like centered around this giant pit, which they call the, the abyss. Um, and essentially everyone on the island is a spelunker or what they call cave riders. And you are defined by how deep you can go into the abyss by the color of your whistle. So the highest level you can be is a white whistle. Um, Rico believes that her mother is basically at the bottom of the netherworld waiting for her and she wants to go find her. She finds this robot boy who, um, oh, and what they do is like they harvest like these relics on the island. And so they believe that this robot boy reg is um made up of relics. And he has no memory of how he came to be at the top of the island. And so they just dis- basically decide to sneak out and embark on this journey to the bottom of the abyss, which is very dangerous because typically when people go to the bottom of the abyss, they do not come back up because the strain of coming back up is so hard on your body that most people end up bleeding from all of their orifices
1: and dying. Oh, so it's like getting the bends. So,
0: yeah. So essentially like this small child, she can't be no more than twelve, is like realizes that she's about to take this like life or death journey to the bottom of the world to meet her mother, which she's never met. And it does get really dark and it's a it's a lot about friendship. It's a lot about um how bad do you want something like you know what i mean like how bad like even when you have our faced with like super big obstacles and like for us i think like we think of obstacles like oh i don't have enough money to do something or i don't have the resources to do something like usually our obstacles are like not life and death but these kids are faced with like life and death situations about like how bad do you want to get to the bottom of this of this mystery and also i'm tired of anime sending these damn children on death journeys my god stop it but yes made in abyss super beautiful had a thug in her feelings. Um and yeah, I think those are just what I'm gonna leave y'all with
1: as my wrecks. And we appreciate you. Like, look, we're a very well balanced team, okay? Like we we give you like the shit that'll give you nightmares and we give you the thing to bring you down. Like uppers and downers. Like we got you on both sides, guys. So You know, just, like, let us know. Yeah, I mean, if you
0: you want some stuff that gives you nightmares, you can also watch the Junji Ito collection on Crunchy, which is a horror anthology. I started watching it. It's creepy. I don't know that I'm necessarily frightened, but I also do watch it at work because I'm smart and I'm watching it during the day, not at night. Because, no, you won't catch me slipping. But, you know, balance. Balance. We are here for balance. But... I think we have reached the end of our episode. I hope you all enjoyed this free ball, free style, because it probably is never going to happen again because Diva's going to come back and shake her head at us. Definitely.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> um, but if you have any questions, definitely hit us up on Twitter at Outlaw Bars. Is that our Twitter Outlaw handle? Bars Pod. Oh, thank you. Outlaw See, I don't even know the name of our Twitter handle. Wow. Outlaw Bars Pod on Twitter and our email is outlaw bars with a z at fanbros.com so send in those notice me senpai questions so we can get back and get the ball rolling um you can find me on the twitter at bruha bantan show where can the folks find you you
1: can find me at simply shopee and our missing mom at deadly diva um if you at her and tell us that we're we we'll were we were acting up um
0: will be oh I'll block you snitches get
1: stitches okay
0: guys get snitches
1: get blocked okay (laughs) okay so be cool all right we told you that this is a house party you're welcome that you got invited all right so just like be chill about it
0: (laughs) so thanks for tuning in guys and we will see you next time Bye. Bye. bye